All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. We have Rachel Jankovic with us. She is a wife, homemaker, mother. She received her bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture from New St. Andrews College. Uh, she mostly reads cookbooks on how to avoid story grip, being highly susceptible. In 2003, she married her husband, Luke, and they have seven children who know how to party. Rachel loves color, fabric, yarn to knit with, kids to laugh with, and laundry, not so much. I have to say that's probably one of the most interesting bios I've got to read on this. <laughs> Rachel, I'm, I'm just going to stop because I could rant forever. So just take it away. <laughs> tell us your story. I um, I just was mothering to our kids at home. I mean, I ha our first four are very close together. We had the first two 18 months apart and then 18 months later we had twins. So we had four, three and under. And it was sort of like the boot camp of like parenting. <laughs> um, and, it was a, and it was a great space for me to think, okay, all these things that I profess, my faith, I believe children are a blessing. I believe that this is valuable work. All of these things that I believe technically in some place, this was the time in my life when the Lord really gave me an opportunity to live my profession. When it was like, okay, so I believe that. How does that work its way out in my day today? And how do, what does that mean about the way my attitude is being inclined? And what does that mean about all of these things? So I had written a few things about that, about that side of like, processing faithful parenting but it was more it was very blog style and then it was just kind of chatting about that um, but I never intended to write parenting books I never had any goal to do that uh, and I was asked to write one because of a blog post that went further went bigger and I was asked to write a book so I did write Loving the Little Years very quickly at that time and then because of how that was received I ended up writing Fit to Burst uh, the point with YooHoo, while it's not a parenting book, it was addressing what I saw as a more underlying problem. I'd get emails or messages from people, and they'd be asking about how do I live with this problem with my kids, and I'd be thinking, you're not having a toddler problem. You're having a problem about who you think you are before God, like what you think this situation is doing to you. So uh, YooHoo was written, the subtitle of YooHoo is Why You Matter and How to Deal With It. And it is kind of, I would say it's a no-nonsense book about the lives you've been intaking and what it should look like to be a Christian. Um, and, and specifically in opposition to what our culture is telling us all the time. For me, I think that's awesome in the sense that I grew up religious, kind of walked away from it. And the mm -hmm. root cause was me and my relationship with God. I think a good example of this is that if we believe, if we buy into secular philosophy about what the self is and who we are and how that is created. So most people believe that they're kind of self-created. You curate your own self. You know, you, you're the one who can say who you are and what you are. Well, if you believe that and you're a Christian and you've taken that on, then you may think something, and this kind of thing is very typical for women, it would be like, well, I'm the kind of person who has to have, you know, like you, you decide, oh, I'm energetic and I'm outdoorsy and I, the way, you know, kind of the only way I thrive as a person is through, you know, whatever circumstances we've taken on to describe ourselves. Well, then if you believe in God loves me, right? God loves me. Well, then you have some kind of a hard circumstance in your life where God is actually refining you and changing you. But because you think you're creating yourself, you think that it's impossible that God would do this to me if he loves me. Because I'm the one who defines what love to me looks like, right? I'm the one who says, this is what I am. So the argument of you who is really sort of that that relationship, the fundamental relationship that we are a worshiper 
and that we are defined by worship and by glorifying God and being changed more and more into his image, which is nothing like being a little self-curated, like, oh, I decided this is what I am and this is who I am and nobody can tell me otherwise. So it's a, it's a very other way to live. And I, for a lot of people, if you haven't thought about it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't come to you naturally without being around other Christians who point you that way. I mean, I remember um, thinking like, this was all me. I got myself to this position. I got myself into yeah. this and into that. Just how fast it all changed. But when it all changed, you know, I'm unemployed, stocking groceries with a master's degree. It, it sounds so simplistic, but it's so true. Very simplistic. It is simple. You're not God. Boom. Deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you also do, you're doing this uh, summer reading series right now too. Yeah. So yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about that. Okay. Well, we, it's, we're just about to kick off June 1st. It's called Same Page Summer. And the goal is to see how many people around the world we can get to read the New Testament together. The summer is a little bit of a different schedule. It's less reading a day. It's like four chapters a day. It's a great time to invite new believers, friends, get people who have not established a Bible reading habit. Like, uh, And also, I think Christians now, because the Word of God is everywhere, it's easy to get a copy of the Word of God. We don't think of there being a shortage. The whole world was changed by Christians reading the word. Like when they were like, we will read the word. It turned everything upside down. I mean, it just changed civilization. And we want that now, right? Like we're looking at our culture thinking this is a total train wreck and we're praying for reformation and revival, but we're not actually availing ourselves of the means that accomplishes it, which is people in the word. And I think that Christians assume, because the word is everywhere, that Christians are reading it. But the reality is that Christians are not reading the word, or they're not reading the word in any way that maybe they're reading the word, but it's like the verse a day. They don't have a, a metabolism that is dying for it. They don't wake up in the morning thinking what I need is the word of God. Uh, I think last summer, the same page summer plan, we probably had at least 40,000 people read the whole New Testament together. There's a women's Facebook group for the Bible reading challenge. It has about 20,000 members all over the world. Uh, there's a Spanish group. There's, we have the plan translated into a bunch of different languages. The goal is to make people love the word of God such that they will be in the word of God for the rest of their life. And you think, well, if the word goes out into our lives, then, and we receive it, then what will happen? But you have Christians thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I think what could be more impactful in the world? That's what we do. We don't, we're not trying to teach the word. We're trying to teach a love of the word. We're trying to get people, we, we say, view it as a meal. If you miss a day, jump in on what we're doing right now. Like if you went to a friend's house for dinner, you would not say, I'm sorry, I can't eat this. I forgot breakfast. So I grew up reading the whole Bible and all of these different things, almost like a like a school regurgitation. Like I could answer yeah, the yeah. questions for the test, right? But it wasn't yeah. really a love of it. Now I don't read it because I have to read it. But, yeah. yeah, like it's a want now. Like I'm like, oh, yeah. I, and then you can kind of feel it if you don't get into it, right? And it's kind of yeah, yeah. kind of your same thing. Like if you don't eat, you're like, oh man, I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. Right? I do want to say that there are a lot of Christians who do have the spiritual discipline themselves to read the word. But they, what you were talking about, it is a dry and academic intellectual event. They take themselves intellectually to the word. And that it is almost, there is a way that you can make that more about you because the posture, so that in the Bible reading challenge, we do have a fast pace, even in the summer, it's four chapters a day, but we encourage everyone to read it like you would read a blog post, read it like you would read anything, 
just read it, like get in the practice of coming to it. And while some people will think, oh, that's not as studious as I like to be with it, uh, the reality is it's a different way to study deeply because if you stay with us year round, year, read the Old Testament once, the New Testament twice with a bunch of the epistles like five or six times, you know, that you've, right. and there's no way that that doesn't change connections that you're seeing in the word. And we always say, if you don't understand it, don't worry about it. You will be back soon. Like, and you will understand more later. Like, just keep going, keep coming. So what's one real piece of advice you would give anyone listening, Christian or not? Okay. If you're going to get a dog, get a pretty <laughs> dog. My best advice, get a dog that is beautiful because then when they're being bad, they will still have a redeeming quality. <laughs> I feel like your dog did something bad today. <laughs> No, we've had our dog for years, and she's but she's very beautiful, and that's the only thing that saved her many times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell people how they can connect with you, what you got going on. Obviously, the summer reading plan. But uh, yes, the summer reading challenge. Since it kicks off June first, you should definitely jump in. And if you are all, if it's if this is airing after June first, I don't know when it's airing. Uh, if it's after June first jump in because we're all about that's one of our things just jump back in if you get behind jump back in just but you can find that at biblereading.christkirk kirk is k-i-r-k it's the scots word for church christkirk.com uh or you can follow me on instagram rachel jankovic on instagram and if you follow me there i'll keep talking about the bible reading challenge so i'll point you back to that she definitely does and we are also <laughs> going to be giving away a copy of you who to all to well not to all that's a lot oh, but, to, yeah. <laughs> but to a subscriber so if you're not subscribed go ahead jump over and subscribe 